How you guys doing? It is 9.01 a.m. U.S. Pacific Standard Time here in Los Angeles. And I should be, I appear to be streaming on all platforms. Street, pumping on all cylinders or something, firing on all cylinders. I don't know my car talk. Uh... It's Monday, January 9th, 2023 A.D. Christmas is over. (laughs) Going to have a fun loosey-goosey Monday show, guys. No clip 11, no clips. But I do hope to cover some of your comments about uh, criticizing our greatest president, Donald J. Trump. Uh, Perhaps. You guys can, of course, call in. I'll give you a little history lesson about the telephone because 411 is gone. I thought this, I'm sorry, I thought this was the information age. It's not the information age? Or is that over already? Man, what a mess. I covered it in Hake News, and I'll cover it a little bit more uh, with pictures today. There's some violence, purported violence, that went down in Brazil. I think that there was probably some violence, but they... T- they, meaning the libs, the communists, tend to overstate the violence of the right-wingers. But supposedly Bolsonaro, who is the equivalent of Donald J. Trump, he is down in Brazil, Jair Bolsonaro, got ousted. Were there election shenanigans? Of course not. No clips? Unsubscribed. <laughs> uh, Lion Ted, I heard that Lion Ted went down to the border to do a photo op. I'm not sure if it's true. But, or I got, I saw a little video of him accusing Sleepy Joe of doing a photo op down at the border. Because, you know, the border invasion is ongoing. I told you yes, yesterday, meaning Friday, about Federale, Federale, fifth columnist.wordpress.com has been covering what's really going on at the border. Very interesting information. And, uh... Yeah, Sleazy Joe went down there, and he's going to Mexico. And uh, it's only going to get worse, the invasion, I think. And I have to cover also the nurses striking in New York City. I don't know much about it. Noises. Noises. (laughs) All that and your calls, if you would like to call in, guys. But anyway, let's get right on with the... Show! I think. One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. Hey, guys! Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. So, how you guys doing? I am fine. I'm wearing a nice, uh, I don't know, it has to do with nature, outside t-shirt. I like the color. It's kind of like a a dark mustard yellow, mustardy yellow, greenish. And uh, it has the sky, maybe clouds, maybe mountain. I don't know. Did you guys catch my beach stream on Saturday? I did a beach stream. That was an unnecessary yell. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It was very shrill. This is nine or three thousand, indeed. <laughs> uh, 
Did you catch my beach stream? I went to Santa Monica Beach on Saturday. You know, it was nice out. I've heard that there's flooding in California, but not at not in Santa Monica. Not that I've seen. That's brown hake. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling it mustardy yellow greenish. It's called brown hake. <laughs> but if I saw a person who was this color in real life, I would think he might be slightly jaundiced. Those of you listening on the audio feed, I'm wearing a, a brown, but it's a yellowish, greenish brown. Light, lighter colored t-shirt. A little more energy, hate. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's flooding in NorCal, I guess, or the Bay Area. Is that Central Cal? I don't know geography. I only know L.A., and I barely even really know L.A. I know the San Gabriel Valley a little bit, east of L.A., not, that's not what they're referring to when they talk about the valley. Valley means San Fernando Valley, but this is the other valley. The reject valley, East L.A. and further east. So, whatever. Let me cover this. Let's, let's get right into the news or the history. You guys can call in 888-775-3773. 1-888-775-3773. And you can call from overseas via Skype. Did you know that? Very cool. So, everybody loves Mondays. The uh, telephone. You ever heard of Hello Girls? <laughs> so cool. Those beautiful white women are going extinct because operators are going extinct. And the operators, foot telephone operators were dominated by white women, according to Commie Nonsense Network. And they, I think they were giving true history. I don't know. Unmarried white women. They dominated the phone banks. Hello, operator, give me such and such. 16 Cherry Tree Lane. I have some pictures of these gals. I covered this history lesson of CNN in Hake News at the end of hour one of the J.S. Lee Peterson show today. And it was fun. You know, with these smart... Look at these gals. Ah, one of them doesn't look like like a normal white, but that's okay. Um, look at them. So technical. I would have no idea what to do. Looks like Hassan on the board. I have no idea how Hassan works his magic. <laughs> the human telephone operator, a job that came to be dominated by white women, and they capitalized the W in the word white because they started to capitalize the B in the word black after Georgia, Florida. Uh, overdosed, and, you know, he had the knee on, on his neck slash shoulder blade. And so they were kissing up to the blacks. And so when they were started kissing up to the blacks, CNN's like, oh, gosh, now we have to pretend to respect white people by capitalizing the W in the word white. But it's lowercase. Stupid. Sorry, kids. During the 19th and early 20th centuries. And there's a correction for my friend Frederick, over on the Facebook crew, shout out to the Facebook crew. 19th and 20th centuries refers to, I will have you know, 1800s and 1900s. Late 1800s and early 1900s. Because there's no year zero. Well, I don't know if that matters. <laughs> All right, chat, stop lusting. Rest in peace, mildly attractive white girls. Call girls. And they're grown women, but they were called girls. (laughs) Nice. I don't know if that's bad. Look at them. 
What are they learning to sew there? A Hello Girls school at the Clerkenwell Telephone Exchange in 1932. These are some black and white photos courtesy of Commie Nonsense Network or shared by Commie Nonsense Network, CNN, on their website. Yes, Hake refers to... That's my main source of the news. <laughs> um, the telephone. Early days of the telephone. Oh, they, I see. They are wearing headphones, these gals, and talking into the horn. It used to be called the get off the horn. The horn is the phone because it was shaped like a horn. Look at that. Thank you, Hassan. Very cool. Kind of. Hello, girls. Telephone operators. And AT&T is canceling this job. No more operators for you. Or maybe they're going to offer it for a fee. I think they're canceling it entirely, though. AT&T. AT&T. Did you know that that stands for American Telephone and Telegraph? AT&T. There's Alexander Bam. Bam. (laughs) Alexander Graham Bell who they claim is the inventor of the telephone. And he kind of looks... Is he black? Is he a black inventor of the telephone? <laughs> I was joking around with that at the, uh, during Hague News. Because everybody wants to say... All the blacks want to say, oh, these, all these inventors were blacks. Could he be black? Does he have some black in him? Look at all these men standing around. I don't know. When you see a crowd like that, I'm told that he did, a- did not actually invent the phone, but he was born in Edinburgh. No, it's called Edinburgh. Edinburgh, Scotland, UK. See, doesn't he look black there? <laughs> he totally looks kind of somewhat black there in this postage stamp. Alexander Graham Bell, 10-cent stamp. That's a pretty expensive stamp for 1940. A.G. Bell issue, stamp issue, United States postage stamp of 1940. We're looking at pictures, those of you looking at the audio feed, and we're looking at this, they gave him a good tan on this uh, black and white or sepia-toned uh, stamp. Sort of stitzel? What's it called? I forget what it's called. Um, it's a pen... It's a pen drawing, I think, of uh, A.G. Bell. Doesn't he look like he could be black? But I don't think he's black at all. There's an actor who's put her portrayed Bell, of course, a white. Made him look more uh, handsome than he really was. Slimmer. An actor in a 1926 film holds Alexander Graham Bell's first telephone transmitter. We're looking at Wikipedia pictures and Google pictures. Google pictures. There he is. Great hair. A slightly receded hairline, I guess. I don't know. But he, I don't know. Looked like an honorable man, maybe. Who knows? It's hard to say. Did he have a good tan? Alexander Graham Bell. He was born in Edinburgh, Scotland, which is the UK. Scotland was taken over by the, by the Brits. Shameful. Freedom! Not... And Scotland, how far have they fallen? Who knows? Ireland is worse, I think. Parts, which Ireland is which? There's one that's independent, and it's bad too, I guess. 
And then there's the Ireland that's part of UK, like Northern Ireland. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused. But look at these operators. So, Graham Bell, oh, she's, fr- she's clearly an operator from the late times when they were kind of going out. Because she looks a little bit older. Still attractive, mildly attractive, definitely. This lady, 1988, operator in 1988. The ranks of operators fell shortly in the 1980s and 1990s. And the operators went the way of the uh, stewardesses. Stewardesses used to be young, attractive young ladies. Now they're old, sometimes fat, sometimes they're gay males. Sometimes they're not gay males, (laughs) FYI. Look at these telephones. I think I owned, I think my parents owned every single one of these models of phones, roughly. I had that dial phone when I was a kid, except it was a a, uh, black one. Ours was black, I think. We had that 90s looking, 80s, 90s looking one, late 80s, early 90s, I don't know, with the... uh, kind of cool 90s curve flat thing flat and curved interesting huh um and those ones that are wireless cordless so cool this is hake's boomer moment i guess gen x boomer i'm borderline gen x just call me a boomer i don't know i don't know technology 411 is going out of service for millions of Americans. 411 used to mean information. Get, give your 411 your contact information, etc., to the people. 800-411-BOND is still in service for millions of Americans and non-Americans, FYI. 1-800-411-2663. 1-800-411-BOND. You can call BOND and get counseling if you're distraught at the loss of the Hello Girls. Like Hague is. 411 is going out of service for millions of Americans, according to CNN Business. What a shame. A century ago, the operator, hello, operator, you call zero. Operate, function as Google. Google is evil. And you're not supposed to use Google for your search engines. You're supposed to use, I don't know, Start Page with the Brave browser or something. That may be old information. DuckDuckGo, I heard, is owned by Google or something like that, or they're just a bunch of liberals too. I've heard other things are bad. Don't use Bing. You're trying to be different. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You can use Bing, I guess. Is it still exist? Those phones are racist, says <laughs> Matt Lim in the Dream. Okay, so Alexander Graham Bell, just to correct the record, he was not black, I don't think. He was Scottish, spent time in Canada, as a UK resident of Canada, just like the anchor baby, who also is somewhat of an inventor, but not a creator. If you caught church with Jesse Lee Peterson, you are not a creator. <laughs> don't, think of, don't think of yourself as a creator. As Lin Yen Chin points out, only God is a creator, creator. YouTube likes to stroke the egos, kiss up to the... YouTube content creators. We're not content creators. We're content rehashers. Right? It's, it's a fact, Jack. And then he became an American. And then he patented the telephone. But 
I have a little correction on the... Is this interesting to anybody? <laughs> uh, I have a correction on the history, the true inventor of the telephone. According to Taking Care of Business, I want to call him Taking Care of Business Bear, the real, uh, the real inventor was actually Antonio Meucci. M-E-U-C-C-I. Antonio Meucci. According to Taking Care of Business over there on Odyssey, JLP's Odyssey, Jesse Lee Peterson's Odyssey, an Italian immigrant. Those Italians got robbed and they became robbers. Invented the telephone 30 years prior. Three zero, count them. 30 years prior to Alexander Graham Bell being credited for inventing it. So Alexander Graham Bell probably invented it in, what, 1876 or something like that? And so apparently, according to Taking Care of Business, who knows, is a reliable source, in my opinion, in general. Antonio Meucci, an Italian. The Italian stallion. He invented the telephone in, uh, what would that be, 46, roughly? 1846? Before the so-called Civil War, war of northern aggression against the beautiful South. See, I'm learning a little history. Was that before or after? After. (laughs) There's no after. Was that before or after uh, the mob came into being? The mafia? Because we don't like the Italians because they brought crime. And they were Catholics, too. (laughs) Uh. Marconi made a radio too Marconi right Marconi's radio and Sal over in the chat by the way you know we've we've seen the destruction of 411 we've seen the destruction of dial zero and next according to Sal in the JLP chat next is no more 911 (laughs) thank you Uh, no more 911 Get up, get, get, get down. 911's a joke in your town. You know that song? He knows it. <laughs> I have to ask the rapper if he knows his uh, public enemy. Um, yeah, so according to the stinking FCC, um, millions of calls are placed annually to 4110 to request directory assistance or operator help. Did you know that? But uh, according, but C- AT&T is getting rid of it. Starting this month, AT&T customers with digital landlines won't be able to dial 411 or 0 to reach an operator or get directory assistance. AT&T, American Telephone and Telegraph. Psh, not so much anymore, huh? In 2021, they ended their operator services for wireless callers. Verizon and T-Mobile and other major carriers still do offer these services for a fee. And I blamed... Those people whom Kanye blames uh, for this development. <laughs> Jokingly, of course, because we love the Jews. It's, it's true. We do. Matt Living the Dream says, Mafia, I'm sure, has been around as long as there have been governments. <laughs> so is that, that predates the phone. So, anyway, that was... Perhaps a waste of time. Let's get to another story. 
but did you know Antonio Meucci was black? Asks, asks uh, Big Bump. Funny, he could have been black, huh? Some of those Italians, they're Moors, aren't they? <laughs> Stephen Absolution says, based Italians. Thanks for the love, hey. Yeah, we love Italians and Jewish people and Irish, even though none of them <laughs> are normal white. Anyway, let me get to Brazil. Shall we get to Brazil? Brazil, quote-unquote, violence. I don't know what's going on. I don't even have any clips for you. I will have links to clips for you guys if you go to my blog post. Don't go there yet on thehakereport.com slash blog for today's show. But I will put that up. I don't have any clips for it. But uh, ALX reported on Twitter, breaking... Bolsonaro supporters, purported Bolsonaro supporters, were they really Antifa and Black Lives Matter, uh, have stormed the National Congress in Brazil. There are reports that protesters have also broken into the presidential residence, Planalto Palace, in the Supreme Federal Court. Wow, Supreme Federal Court. Said uh, barricades were breached at the National Congress in Brazil on the streets over there. I didn't really see a lot of outright violence. I saw sort of like a stampede sort of thing, a riot, if you will, a riot. There may have been some violence. Phony Democrat, silly man, and it's such a shame, a white man. Representative Eric Swalwell on Twitter said, This violent attack on Brazil's government is the first export of Kevin McCarthy's insurrection party. Oh, please. And he quote tweeted this Stefan Stefan Simonovitz, who said in scenes reminiscent of January 6th Capitol attack in the United States, supporters of defeated President Bolsonaro hashtag have marched on hashtag Brazil's presidential palace in Congress building, invading the floor of the Federal Senate and Supreme Court. Hashtag breaking. And I looked at this video, and I'm sorry, I don't not, I'm not sorry, but forgive me, I do not have this video. Regretfully, I have slight regret about it, that I do not have this video. And these guys, wearing their yellow shirts, bright yellow shirts, inside this building, they're like going down this, this, uh, I don't know what it is, this blue ramp thing, like it's a slide. What violence? Violent attack. <laughs> Find something more violent to show Eric Swalwell. Eric Swalwell is that guy who is roundly mocked by everybody, Tucker Carlson and everybody. And he was dating that, or some people think that he was dating an Asian woman who turned out to be maybe a spy or something like that. How embarrassing. Going around with her anyway. I think she turned out to be a spy. And, you know, he's silly. Nobody takes him seriously. Nobody, to my knowledge. But somehow he got elected. Ugh. Not very bright, but maybe he's brighter than he looks on the TV. Some people are brighter than they look. Even take Hake. Some people think Hake is dumb. And I am, but I'm also bright in certain ways. Trust me. So, 
Not, that didn't look very violent. They're going down like a slide, just having fun, desecrating the most sacredest place. <laughs> Please. Um, I have another couple of, yeah, look at that. They're like having fun. It's silly. It's dumb. They shouldn't be doing it, I guess. I guess. Oh, and they're being called fascists and silly stuff. Government building. And nobody takes the government seriously because they're a bunch of jokes. They're crooked politicians. Hey, stupid, that ain't news no more. Crooked po- How about a crooked politician? Hey, stupid, that ain't news no more. You ever, heard, you ever seen the movie Newsies? It's a Disney movie about unions. Probably communist subversion. But it's, it's shameful. Um, I have a couple of screenshots to read, and maybe I'll recover a little bit of the Hake news just to fill in the blanks. This is a picture, a screenshot from ClownWorld underscore, if you can find it, I don't know. Ron Flipkowski, he tweeted, let's see, he tweeted something that was sort of silly, I think, if I remember right. The fingerprints of the organizers of our insurrection, and I will get to calls, guys are all over what is happening in Brazil. Many former Trump advisors directly involved in instigating this. Until they are held accountable, they will just keep getting worse. He tweeted that yesterday, Sunday. Ron Flipkowski. And Ron Flipkowski is this Twitter guy. Twitter guy. He supports, he has this Ukraine flag, so he's not for America. I'm sorry, if you have a Ukraine flag, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume you're not for America. (laughs) He's an attorney, meaning he's a lawyer slash liar. He is a Marine. Oh, please. Everybody's a Marine. They hand those things out like, like chocolates. Being, being called a Marine. He's a historian. <laughs> Hake is a historian, too. Uh, my, my primary source is CNN, and then Asmodor, our resident historian, and then, um, and then Taking Care of Business. Those are my historians. And Matt Living the Dream, and some of the rest of you guys. He's a former federal prosecutor, and he is a former Republican. Now he's a, a defense attorney and a Democrat. Well, that doesn't seem like a normal person. Ron Flipkowski, is he a normal white? And he tracks and reports on the right wing. Seen on BBC, which is British outlet, okay? CNN, Call Me Nonsense Network, MSLSD, MSNBC, MSDNC, CBS, Al Jazeera. He's a liberal. And uh, so he also tweeted a different thing. Look at him. Looks like he should have some sense, maybe. But no. Flipkowski. Is that a Christian name? I don't know. So he tweeted again, I believe Congress needs to send, quote-unquote, George, and he was referring to a Brazilian-American named George Santos, to Brazil on a fact-finding mission. (laughs) I don't know what he means. Maybe does he mean, like, to get him killed? No, Ron Flipkowski would not be for that. He he quote-tweeted. No, he didn't quote-tweet him. He screenshotted George Santos. I covered George Santos, I think, last week. George Santos is a 
congressman now. He's sw- he was sworn in last week. He pretended to be gay. No, I think he really is. He really does think that he's a radical homosexual. Shamelessly out of the closet. He doesn't know better. He's 34 years old. You know, those younger millennials and everybody else. Worldly, just following along the ways of the world. He used to be married and then he divorced and then a couple months later he ran for office according to, uh, I don't know, some outlet, some media outlet. But George Santos, who is known for quote-unquote lying, (gasps) the horror, lying about going to college and different things, (laughs) owning a bunch of businesses, lying about losing four employees in the Pulse nightclub shooting of the, you know, the gay club in uh, 2016 in Orlando, Florida. Lying, lying, lying. (laughs) Who cares? Those aren't serious lies. Those are not serious things to lie about. I don't care. I care about lying like, oh, the border is, we're, gonna, we're working, it's a top priority. I care about that lie. And I don't honestly care about that because I expect it already. Um, I care about, oh, racism is so real. Whites are, whites becoming an absolute minority. That's the source of our strength. Those lies are more destructive. Oh, women, me too. Getting women getting raped by men and women are totally innocent. That's a lie. Um, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, women do get raped by, by males. That is true. But come on. Me Too movement? Please. That's just vindictive uh, accusation. It's a reckoning, please. Racial reckoning. Gender reckoning. Stupid. I care about those lies, not George Santos. Anyway, the violence in Brazil, says, tweeted George Santos, Santos, Santa Claus, is not the way to achieve anything. I vehemently condemn the acts of violence and vandalism displayed in Brasilia today. And so he's being a politician about it. And he's probably right about that. Um, You know, I saw somebody call it violence and vandalism. I think it has to do more to do with vandalism than violence. And you know the left-wingers say, oh, Antifa is not actually violent, or Black Lives Matter is not actually violent. They're just destroying property. They're not killing people. They are killing people too, but not as much. They're just destroying property. What's more valuable, a window or somebody's life? So I'm going to use their line for the right-wingers who are purportedly Violent. The fascists. They're being called fascists in Brazil. Because they select election. They suspect election shenanigans. It's a selection, not an election, people say. I disavow that statement, of course. But George Santos is from Brazil. And I think he was getting extradited or something over a stolen something. Check. Supporters of, according to Commie Nonsense Network, Supporters of former Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro broke into the country's congressional building, Supreme Court, and presidential palace on Sunday, according to Kami Nonsense. President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva. They speak Portuguese over there. Are they still called Hispanic if they speak Portuguese? Or are they Latinos? I think they speak Portuguese. Described the events in, as barbaric and a lack of, said a lack of security has allowed Bolsonaro's fascist supporters, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva. I've heard from some 
Hake listeners, I think a Hake listener is from the from Brazil and said this guy is a sleaze. Lula's Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva is a sleaze and he suspects shenanigans in the election. Hmm. Hmm. His fascist supporters breached barriers set up by the armed forces. He emphasized those responsible will be found and punished. Police have made at least 400 arrests already. Reminds me of the January 6th thing, right? Selective enforcement. I bet you Brazil's a mess right now. CNN Brazil and other local officials said that that's what he said. The breaches came about a week after the inauguration of Lula da Silva who defeated Bolsonaro, quote-unquote, defeated him. I, of course, believe it, because I heard that YouTube does not allow you to question the Brazil's election either. I think I saw that on Tucker Carlson's show, like a month or few ago, quite some time ago. Hmm. Uh, He defeated Bolsonaro in a runoff election October 30th. Okay, that's about probably about the time that it, it happened. Uh, Bolsonaro denounced his supporters' actions on Sunday, which is just like what Trump did. Trump denounced just the violent ones, just the ones who were acting out, acting erratic. And his office previously said that they would cooperate with the transition of power, but he has not explicitly conceded. Hmm. And I don't know if Bolsonaro is a good guy. I've never really looked into him. I haven't. But... The evil people hate him. The evil people tend to hate anybody who's even close to the truth, even like inching towards the truth. The evil people being the establishment, the mainstream media, the Democrats, the rhinos, um, the suckers. You know what I mean? Jelly bean? Yes, I do, tennis shoe. Let's get to... Frederick in California on the line wants to talk about this situation. Frederick in California, how you doing, man? How's it going, Hey, Going fine, thank you. Yeah, what do you think about this, man? You're talking about this Brazilian insurrection? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Do you really think that it's an insurrection? Were they, did they kill anybody? Did they kill anybody? Yeah, did they kill anybody? An insurrection usually indicates, like, war, fighting, uh, actual violence. Not just moshing and punching uh, I cops. I think it involves any criminal act towards the government as trespassing, breaking windows, um, you know, vandalism. Those are riots. That's not an insurrection, man. What the heck? No, riots are in the street. No, riots can take place inside of a, a public building. But if it's a government building, it's an insurrection. No. Where'd you come up with that yeah, idea? You tear down an establishment. You're trying to tear down democracy. For, for, as, for as independent thinking as you sometimes are, how are you falling know, for this know. mainstream narrative that it's an insurrection all of a sudden just because of okay, a little okay, lightweight riot? Okay. Whatever it was, <laughs> I think. No, I think, answer um, my question, though. How, come, how did you fall for that mainstream narrative about insurrection? All of a sudden, it's an insurrection if it happens to the government. 
The government used to be of the people. Now it's against the people. It is still of the people, but it's also against the people. I think if the insurrection was for the right cause, it would have been successful. I don't think too many people was on board with the brainwashing, so it was almost like craftiness, how they orchestrated it to make it seem like Donald Trump is a man and he has all this power and America can't function without him and we're going to show you. And I think it turned out to be like, he he did have that much power and he should have used it, but I don't think you can have to do anything. You didn't answer my question, man. You said something else, and you may have had a good point or two in there. I'm not sure. but No, the insurrection, I can call it that. Because, well, how do I come to the... Yeah, who, it was an insurrection? When, did you, when did you start thinking it was an insurrection? When they tried to pass Mike Pence that envelope, when he wouldn't take it. He was almost on board. If he would have had a straight vice president... No, that's when you, that's when you f- thought of it as an insurrection? Yeah. Did you think of it as an insurrection before they called it an in- the mainstream media called it an insurrection? Uh, no, I just, I just. You thought of it afterwards. I don't think I did. They, I they said I it first, and it made sense to you. Yeah, yeah. I think, I okay. think so. Maybe it's the culture media putting them ideas in my head. What you think? I think it is. is that- <laughs> but you're not supposed to right. call it that. That's a, that's like an anti-Semitic dog whistle to call it kosher media. What the heck? Anti- we don't do those on Hake's show. <laughs> My yacht was before Judaism, so I, it's anti-Semitism. Whatever. I, I, mean, I don't even believe in anti-Semitism, but it sounds so rude to call it kosher media. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, I'm just not trying to get the channel taken down. Why not call it? I mean, we it it sounds alpha, less worse to call media. it Jewish media. It sounds harsh too, but calling it kosher media sounds like you're just just being even more disrespectful. <laughs> oh wow! Well, but anyway, did, but, no okay. So you about... accept that they may have put that in your head, and you just repeated it. Same as the people in Brazil. Yeah. So you think Brazil? I you know I kind of. I kind of have that sense that what's going on in Brazil is similar to what is sort of a parallel situation to what is going on in America. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Meaning the normal people hate simping for the Jews. (laughs) Indeed. I love them. Yeah. (laughs) If I love anybody. Every time there's an insurrection or something, you learn from it. You watch the tapes and you get better. So we got to watch what they do there. Mexico's in a war with the cartels. Brazil's trying to overthrow the government. It seems like that right now... No, man. We're here to quote. What do you think about the notion... What do you think about my take? That the people who did what they they call the insurrection were trying to bring integrity to our system. I don't believe that. No, what do you think of my take, though? Is that reasonable? Your take... No, that's not reasonable. How you is it not reasonable? Man by, you got to look at the man behind the plan. No, it was the people. The people did this. Who's the man behind the Poor plan? Man. Trump? Yeah. So Trump, you, so you don't believe what Trump says. You don't believe Trump's words that he feels that uh, there were shenanigans. You think Trump is just trying to? You think Trump is trying to overthrow 
the government unjustly or just does he feel justified in trying to overthrow the government or unjustified See, Trump needs to come out with a public statement. Answer my question. Does he feel justified or unjustified? He feels unjustified. What? How do you figure that Trump feels unjustified in in what he said about what's going on? Because for the simple fact, he didn't follow up. He's under pressure and can't say what he wants to say. Benjamin Netanyahu said he turned his back on Israel. When he said made that statement of Obama giving Israel four point five million, he needs to stand up and say, "Right now, I'm not with the Jews no more. We're going to overturn this and bring America first, and quit putting Israel first. I was blind. I seen how Israel turned their back on me. They took their support away from me. I'm losing votes. Y'all helped me gain my support back because y'all listening to the Jews and the media. You so think you think that's what's real? You think that's what's really in Trump's mind? Yeah, that fake news, he needs to get rid of it, but he can't be an anti-Semite and still get rid of it. He's in a trick bag. You know, man. If he says what really is on his mind. You know, I respect you as a fellow human being, but I think you're nuts. You don't think Trump really wants to talk like... I'm talking about you. (laughs) You jump around so much, which you're black, I understand, but... No, you, Israel poor is Frederick, poor, poor is Frederick. Is it true that Israel on the Jesse Lee Peterson show that you said that you would vote for Michelle Obama? Yeah, because being a puppet in and the you, White House. And you either. slipped and called her Mike. No, I was going to call her Big Mike at first because he wouldn't know exactly who I was talking about. I don't think he would. You don't think... Jesse believes in that media that Michelle Obama's evil. Jesse knows that Michelle Obama's evil, but he doesn't believe that she's Mike or Big Mike. Oh, okay. And okay, you would, okay. and you think? Do you believe that she's really Mike? No, but sometimes you got to use the language of the people you're talking oh, okay. to, so they All right. understand what you're talking about. Okay. So I get confused because there's so many different levels of cherry picker Christians. To just pick what they want to pick out of them and leave the rest behind. And it's just like, let's look at the roots of the tree and the concepts of God and where it came from. Why can't we get closer to find out who God is and leave Jesus alone? No one talks about who God is and where the concepts of his morality came from. <laughs> but we all need to return to the Father. But the Bible don't speak about the Father much. Yes, it does. What in the world? The Bible speaks no. plenty about the Father. You can't study God. You just know He's omniscient and all-knowing. And everything will be, will be, right? I gotta go. I'm, you've lost me, man, but appreciate okay, your call. Okay, let me ask you one more thing. What do you think about Israel selling fighter jets to China? And we're funding Israel. Whatever. We're doing business with, with China, too. So whatever. I don't think anything of it. Okay. okay. Yeah, we we do stuff that's counterproductive there. to our own interests, and it's a what what tangled web no, we, we weave. No, we keep our fighter jet plans top secret, but Israel we share them with, and they were the ones leaked them to China. We never want China to have a bigger military, and now they're on scale to be a bigger, the first largest power 
on in the world here shortly, thanks to Israel. Huh. But no one cares about that type of information. But that have went, a good day. Hey, thank good you, man. Talking to you, just seeing you in church yesterday. Yeah, you too. Take care. Bye. Bye. That was Frederick in California. He loses me sometimes. Sort of silly, if you ask me. He knows some stuff, though. He's right about some stuff. So let's get to the border situation. (sighs) Nothing's happening. Next subject. (laughs) Nah. I saw this clip shared on Twitter, and I don't have it for you, by Ron Flipkowski, who's probably not a Christian, because how can you go from Democrat to Republican? Um, A Twitter guy. And this guy said, well, he, he tweeted, Republicans said Biden just went to the border for a photo op, and then he shared this video of Ted Cruz kind of looking like he's in the middle of the bushes, right up against the bushes, some of them coming over his face. He said, I'm right at the border, something, something. I didn't even watch or listen to the video. But we all know that lion Ted Cruz, and I like him, and I used to think he was real conservative. I used to think maybe he'd be good for president until Trump came along and made him look like the boy that he is. (laughs) No offense, Ted Cruz, but he made you look like a little boy. And petty. A simp for your wife. You're not supposed to simp for your wife. <laughs> Trump made a, tr- Trump tweeted out a picture side by side. Or he retweeted it. Of beautiful Melania Trump. And yeah, I know it's his third wife. I disavow r- divorce and remarriage. Uh, next to uh, an ugly-faced Ted Cruz's wife. Heidi Cruz, is that her name? Uh... Poor Ted Cruz's wife, but she's no great angel person herself. She tries to be a businesswoman. Isn't she in the CFR? What's the CFR? I think that's a bad globalist thing, right? CFR, Council on Foreign Relations. Let's see. Heidi Cruz. Far be it from Hake to to say something that's untrue, even though I do it a lot. And Goldman Sachs, too? Uh, yeah, she has been a managing director at Goldman Sachs. Aren't we supposed to hate Goldman Sachs? And I don't hate anybody, but I'm told by the right-wingers and some of the left, the more independent-minded people, that we're supposed to hate Goldman Sachs, Heidi Cruz. So she's no angel, a working woman. You know, you kind of cut them some slack because they don't know better. But Heidi Suzanne Cruz, born Nelson. 1972. Wow, she's relatively young. Um, So anyway, Ted Cruz, grandstanding at the border. He, you may recall, Ted Cruz gave teddy bears and soccer balls. He gave comfort to the invaders, the invader kids. Under the Obama administration? (laughs) Uh... Ted Cruz did. He, along with that guy, that Mormon guy, he's in the media, big time guy. He, he's fallen far. Another teddy bear looking guy. Uh, and I like him, Glenn Beck. 
but Glenn Beck was kind of an anti-Trump guy. And he's like this soft-hearted, soft-bellied, softy, soft, fat guy, sort of. Mormon. Glenn Beck. I don't mean to talk so harshly about these guys. It just comes out naturally. Glenn Beck of The Blaze TV, formerly of The Blaze. I don't know what's going on. But he and Ted Cruz colluded. No, they publicly went and gave soccer balls and teddy bears to the unaccompanied alien children, the UACs, invading the country in 2014. I'll never forget it. Or maybe I will. But you don't, you're not supposed to make it easy for these people to come here. Go away, you're not welcome. Not welcome, as based Edward Norton said one time in, a, in that movie. Not welcome. Welcome, immigrants. No. Welcome, refugees. No. Go home. That's the Christian way. <laughs> it really is, I think. Silly. It's ridiculous. So, Ted Cruz. He's not the worst, but he's not the best. Some of you guys think Trump is not the best either. Who's better? Trump is not good, maybe. You can, you can say that. He's not good. But he is great, <laughs> I say. I'll read some of your guys' comments about that maybe in the next hour. Let me get to some super chats. We're at 10 minutes to go for this first hour. Um, I will be playing some excellent Christian music, CCM, contemporary Christian music. But first, super chats. So, from uh, Based America First on Streamlabs.com slash The Hake Report, while House Speaker was being deliberated, that's uh, over there, Kevin McCarthy trying to become Speaker of the House. Nervous Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House twice. What a shame to America. Adam Kinzinger, Kinzinger, whatever you, however you say his name, tweeted, since new Congress hadn't started, did he still work there? Oh. Thankfully, his seat was eliminated by redistricting. Adam Kinzinger. CNN hired him. Commie Nonsense Network hired Adam Kinzinger, who is a rhino Republican anti-Trump guy. He married a... He married a woman who was Pence's assistant and part of the Mike Pence administration, a Colombian woman or some Hispanic type of woman, I think. Hispanic American, whatever, Latina. And he's a joke in my opinion. Now he and Dan Crenshaw can cry together. (laughs) What? Oh yeah. Adam Kinzinger did. Did he cry on? I think he cried. That's true. Adam Kinzinger. Kinzinger. Did Dan Crenshaw cry? Can he only cry out of one eye? <laughs> Can he only cry out of one eye? Is that a bad joke? I know he lost his eye in a war or whatever. Hat tip to uh, based ex-boyfriend of silly Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson made fun of... Uh, Dan Crenshaw's eye patch. I don't think he can cry out of that eye. <laughs> I'm not laughing at him. I'm laughing with him. It's, I mean, not with him either, but it's silly. Being silly. 
perhaps overly silly. Is it too soon? But yeah, Adam Kinzinger, I said on my beach stream, if you caught my beach stream on Saturday, I pre-recorded a half hour at the beach on the day after January 6th, and I I mentioned that I saw a tweet from Adam Kinzinger that, uh, who's that other guy with the white man face, white boy, white man, punchable face, who's actually, we like him better. Matt Gates. Matt Gates got lunged at by some other fellow Republican who's fat and older. I don't want to say his name because I can't remember his name. I want to say Mike Rogers, but I don't know. This guy, this other Republican lunged or like tried to confront uh, Matt Gates, according to the reports. And some guy held him back. Hold me back. Hold me back. Hold him, held him back by his face. <laughs> Put his hand over his face. It's funny. I saw the clip. I don't have the clip for you. Hake is remiss. Hake is fired. Unsubscribe. Because Hake has no clips for you today. Very ill-prepared. But yeah, this... I want to say it's Mike Rogers, but I don't know. I don't know these people's names. Who cares? Because uh, I guess, I don't know... That younger guy who has a punchable face, Adam Kinzinger called it a punch-me face on Twitter. And Adam Kinzinger is not one to talk. He has a scrunched, silly-looking face, too. And he's so off with his takes. It's ridiculous. Anti-Trump, rhino, thinking Republican Party has white supremacy in it, and he's, his mission is to get rid of white supremacy. What a... Uh, <laughs> I try not to say it too cleanly for the sake of the children. Sorry, adults. Sorry, parents and guardians. But uh, and that means the C word means you surrender what's right in favor of evil, and that's what these white simp's are doing. So-called white Kinzinger. Going against the whites. Let me eliminate white supremacy from the Republican Party. Makes me want to spit. Where's my spittoon? I see it. It's right there. I'll show it to you in a sec. (sighs) Adam Kinzinger. And I hate that term, punchable face. What the heck is a punchable face? I don't even have any pictures of their faces. But uh, who did I just say? The guy we like, Matt Gates. Matt Gates has this sort of scrunched face a little bit, smashed face. And uh, I know what they mean when they say punchable. Far be it for me to be anti-white or anti-man, but women and people who hate whites call many white faces punchable. Punch Nazis. They punched, they punched, uh, who's that guy that people don't like anymore? Richard Spencer. A former guest on the Hake Report. They punched Richard Spencer in the face, a sleazy guy, Antifa guy. Probably not a Christian. I thought it was a white wrist underneath the glove of the guy who just sucker punched him on Trump's inauguration day, I think, in Washington, D.C. Did they ever catch the guy? I think they tried to dox him. But 
they're all about punching Nazis. And a, a guest on the Fallen State with Jesse Lee Peterson said, oh, they say whites have punchable faces, white men, because they're confident sometimes and smug perhaps slightly. Everyone knows what a punchable face is, says Reese Vids. <laughs> yeah, so Adam Kinzinger wanted to talk, saying, Adam, uh, what's his name? I keep blanking. Matt Gates's punch-me face almost got punched by a fellow Republican. And that was on January 6th. Oh, the Republicans resorting to violence on January 6th again, 2023. I'm shaking my head. What an embarrassment. Adam Kinzinger, almost as much of an embarrassment, perhaps more in my, in my estimation. No, about the same. Maybe more. As Prince Harry, whom JLP covered. Prince Harry. Another... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, kids. I don't like to use that word too much. Roland Martin has a punchable face? Nah. <laughs> Roland Martin is black. He's a little bit chunky. I say a little bit. He's fat. Um, he's married to a fat, I think I'm fat, a female reverend. And <laughs> it's funny that you say that he has a punchable face. Hake's music has a punchable face. We disavow violence on the Hake report, except, you know, in the case of self-defense and justified Violence. There's a time for everything, right? A time to hit, but most of the time, don't hit. Okay? Um, and most of the time, even the hitters don't hit. But anyway, uh, Roland Martin was really angry with JLP one time. And I think JLP said in church, and he said it in church, in public, that his cousin or somebody who was sort of had a rough background, thuggish sort of background maybe. I may be embellishing the story. Said, punchy, you want me to, want me to take him out? <laughs> Meaning punch him. And Jesse's like, no, man, you don't have to, you don't have to punch Roland Martin. <laughs> so apparently uh, one, of the, one of his fellow blacks felt that Roland Martin had a punchable face at that point. More his spirit was punchable. A punchable spirit. How about that? <laughs> Catch me outside. Anyway. Um, is that do it for Adam Kinzinger? Uh, that was a long super chat. Uh, let me do more super chats um, after this break here. I want to cover this song. I want to play this song from Michael W. Smith. All you're missing is a heartache. And I'll tell you what it's from later. It's a great song. Hope you'll like it. It's a Christian song. CCM, Contemporary Christian Music. It's from the late 80s or early 90s, I want to say. Enjoy your musical Philistines. It's 10 a.m. here in Los Angeles, and I'll be right back for hour two. Hang tight.
So good, am I right? Is this quiet? I don't know if it came out quiet on the video feed. Is this an older song, you know? I love all music, says Kilo Alpha Tango. Nice. All you're missing is a heartache. All you people who want a relationship. A dissolution for a keepsake. You people who want to get married. Or you want a party or whatever? All you're missing is a heartache. So cool. It's so true. I think so. He forgets clip 11, but remembers the music. Great. <laughs> Thank you. 
I grew up on this stuff. This is my oldest brother's album. Press one if this is good, two if it's terrible, three if you're muted, four if you don't care. <laughs> Kenny Loggins, but with way less energy. Mediocre music as well. Well, whatever, Lisa. No, not Michael W. Smith. Gay, gay, gay. That's not true. I'm going to go stick my head in the freezer for five minutes. <laughs> Says Sixto's House of Curiosities. So good. Shout out to Michael W. Smith. Nice guy. Let me read some more Super Chats, guys. How about that? This song sounds like it's out of a bad 80s movie. <laughs> there are no bad 80s movies. Um, super Chat from Yordanos on Streamlabs.com slash The Hate Report. And then I will get to calls. Hang tight, guys. You can call in. Uh, how do they talk about white people all day? How bad white people are. But sleeping with the enemy when you sleeping with the white men? Don Lemon and Kamala Harris... And other regular people who talk about how bad white people are. Don Lemon is with a white person. Fellow male. I think. And I think it... You can't call that a normal white. You're not a normal white if you are a uh, radical homosexual. It's just a fact. (laughs) Right? That's not normal. Yeah, you could be a normal white in that you are not Irish or Italian or Jewish. (laughs) Uh, And you think you're Christian. (laughs) Anyway, Don Lemon with a supposedly supposedly white man. And cackling Kamala Harris. She doesn't count because she did not marry a normal white man. I don't think. Emhoff. Doug Emhoff. He's not a normal white, is he? Doug Emhoff. But yeah, they, they hate white people. Um... Douglas Craig Emhoff, a lawyer, that's one count against him, married to Kamala Harris, that's two strikes, and he's also the first ever husband of a vice president, the second, he's the first second gentleman in American history, strike three, and uh, the cherry on top, he's also the first Jewish spouse of a vice president, not a Christian, not very Christian at all. It isn't Christian to hate white people, to smear them. It isn't Christian. It isn't Christian to uh, pretend that racism is this real thing and, and that blacks are the primary victims of it. Where's Let me get my spittoon. Pardon me. Two. Ouch. <laughs> I'm tough. I'm tough. I may be trembling, but I'm tough. Shout out to this, the real Mr. Matt. I think he got me this spittoon. Maybe he made it. Very nice, huh? Two. But I don't actually spit in JLP's studio. Uh, is that a bruise? <laughs> My finger. Uh, too aggressive with the flick. Christine Stewart says, play that song with Amy Grant and and Michael W. Smith. Friends are friends forever. Yes, indeed. uh, Maybe I'll play that song one day. It's not my favorite song. I do like Amy Grant and I do like Michael W. Smith. 
Yes. But, uh, yeah. Another super chat from Taking Care of Business. Uh, do you remember when Ted Cruz tried to bash Melania Trump? And then Trump posted a side-by-side photo of Ted Cruz's wife and Melania. That was so darn funny. He didn't say darn. He said dang. He didn't even say dang. He said the cuss word. That was so dang funny. Try, try to find the pic. Ha <laughs> ha. And I shall try to find it. That would be, that would be great to show. Um, Cruz Melania. Let's see. Da-da-da. I think I found it. Ah, <laughs> okay, here. Let me drag it into the folder. I think I'm dragging it into the correct folder. Trump tweet Ted Cruz wife Heidi Melania. That's the name of the JPEG. Uh, Hassan. Let me know if it works. Uh, great suggestion, taking care of business. If I don't have clips, I can at least show a funny tweet. Trump, real Donald Trump retweeted on the 23rd of March of 2016. I didn't realize it was that early in the election uh, race. I, per- I suppose it would have been because it was during the primaries. Don Vito underscore 08. A picture is worth a thousand words. And he tagged real Donald Trump and Trump retweeted it. Hashtag lying Ted. Hashtag never cruise at Melania Trump. No need to spill the beans, says this meme with a side-by-side picture of beautiful Melania Trump with too much eyeshadow, but she still looks pretty, even despite too much eyeshadow on this beautiful white woman. And uh, on the left is Heidi Cruz, Council on Foreign Relations with a crooked, crooked, angry lip pulling down her, on her chin, looking like a ugly face, sort of. Not the worst ugly face, but it's mildly ugly, especially compared to beautiful uh, airbrushed. You don't even have to airbrush your face, but still, Melania Trump. The images are worth a thousand words because I think that Donald J. Trump talked about he was going to spill the beans on uh, Heidi Cruz's wife. Yeah, so what did Ted Cruz say? Did he, did he try to go low, take a low blow against Melania Trump? You know, these dirty people like Tony from California accusing Melania of, like, posing uh, with not enough clothes on back in the day, right? Long before she ever ran for office or even wasn't even married to Trump, I don't think, at that point. And then Trump didn't like some of those pictures either. But these dirty, unclassy people bash them. I don't know if Ted Cruz bashed her for that. I don't know. But... Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump was like, be careful, Ted Cruz. I might spill the beans on your wife. And some people bash Heidi Cruz. That's Ted Cruz's white wife, purportedly white, for being in the Council of Foreign Relations, I think, and Goldman Sachs and trying to be a working businesswoman or something like that. And just awful. So Ted Cruz married her. And then afterwards, Ted Cruz didn't want to forgive Trump, and he didn't want to uh, he didn't want to endorse Trump for president at first. And then later he did. He started to function. He uh, we whipped him into shape. And so I appreciate Ted Cruz for us being able to whoosh, whip him into shape. He functioned. 
better perhaps than uh, Kevin McCarthy, who also somewhat functioned under Trump. That's why Trump is loyal to him, FYI. And I don't really, I'm no fan of Kevin McCarthy, the rhino new speaker of the House. But yeah, Ted Cruz, he's like, ooh, I'm not in the, I'm not in the habit of endorsing people who, who insult my wife. You sound like such a simp. Sit down, white knighting. You're not even white. <laughs> he's Cuban. He's part white. Uh, Ted Cruz. Uh, Calgary Ted, as ro- the based Roger Stone called him, right? Calgary, because he was born in Cal- Calgary, not Calgary. Slovenia is the, this white lady. She's Slovenian, I think, right? Beautiful uh, Melania Trump. She, has ba- she had Baron Trump. Is Baron Trump a mama's boy? But he's tall. I don't know if he's a mama's boy or not. He may be a good guy. I don't know. Trump's third wife. We, of course, disavow divorce and remarriage. But even still, uh, Trump definitely suffered for it. His kids suffered for it. There's no doubt about that. Look at poor Don Jr. Poor Don Jr. marrying a or getting with a woman who's older than him after he's already married and has kids. Divorce. I don't know who divorced whom. Poor Don Jr. He's no Donald Trump. Donald J. Trump Sr., that is. And I like the woman that, that uh, Don Jr. got with. But yeah, so Don, so Donald J. Trump suffers for his past in some sense. But uh, even still... Notwithstanding, he's a man. <laughs> I mean, she's no young Hillary Clinton, says Kevin Howard. Which one are you referring to? It's funny. It's not too much eyeshadow, says Christine Stewart. It's night. It's nighttime makeup. Melania is the most elegant woman alive. Heart. Well, thank you. That's kind, Christine. In my opinion, that's, that's a bit much. But, yeah, you're right. Other, other white women, when they put on too much makeup like that, it just doesn't look right. They look like they're sick or something like that. Matt Living the Dream says, Don Jr. picked up on Gavin Newsom's, not to use a vulgar phrase, but leftovers. Yeah. It's shameful. Um, so anyway, there's the beautiful picture. You're welcome, uh, taking care of business. Thanks for the super chat. Yeah. She, is she 10 years older than him? Uh, yeah, Don Jr. is roughly my age, maybe a little, a few years older, because I think Ivanka is my age. Did you know that? <laughs> How embarrassing. Uh, and uh, Don Jr. is a few years older than me, but... I'm blanking on her name that he's with right now, but yeah, she's in her 50s, I gotta say. And she already has kids, divorced and remarried. Terrible. (sighs) Let me get to Denny in Bulgaria on the line. Denny, how are you doing, man? Hello, Mr. Hick. I'm doing well. Happy 2023. Yes, Happy New Year to you. Have you talked to me since the new year? 
I don't believe so. I believe I called Mr. Peterson for something, but I'm not certain that I've talked to you, sir. Nice. Well, I, I didn't want to say it because I was afraid of having already said it because I've said that multiple times to other callers, and it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, no. <laughs> no worries, Mr. Hake. You talk to so many people on a daily basis. Nothing to be embarrassed about, of course. Nice. Uh, Mr. Hake, I was listening to your program, and a gentleman mentioned China, and I've noticed that people are like a little bit frustrated with them, how they're like a growing power and something like that. And I wanted to uh, call you because uh, it seems to me that uh, a lot of people are missing a lot of details. First of all, China is very, very far from being a world power. Yes, they pump numbers here and there, but it's not going to work. There are a lot of aspects. First of all, uh, if you have an option now or even later, please uh, go and uh, see uh, in different browsers. Uh, China population density map. And you will see that 95% of the Chinese population, which is close to 1.4 billion people, is actually located in only 40% of the country. About 55% of this territory is uninhabitable. This is the Gobi Desert. This is not a desert to what you're used to. It's a desert made entirely of stones. You can It's not even a warm place. It's a despicable place. Wow. It's uninhabited. They need this territory, of course, because there are rivers running from there, and they need to control the, the water supply. So, yes, this uh, territory is uh, important for them, but it's, uh, it, it's not something you can develop. Yeah. Second of all, about 35% of Chinese economy, uh, inner China, is based on uh, building, uh, building buildings, and uh, business parks and business centers and stuff, construction jobs. Uh, that's basically a Ponzi scheme. They have a lot, a lot of cities that are uninhabitable. You, you cannot even go and live there because it, it, it just like looks like a city, but it's not a real city. Wow. It's a, it's a scheme, and it's about to collapse. They, they are very proud of having 5,000 years history. Yeah. That's a lie. Uh-huh. That's not true. They don't. <laughs> the pop, the population that lived over there had history. Those were different tribes that spoke different languages. Yes, they were. They looked Asian, and they are considered all Chinese. The same way we here in Europe consider us, like you know, Europeans. But and um, maybe Europe does have. Uh, 4,000 or 5,000 years history, but that has nothing to do with individual countries. Yes, we are the European Union, but it's not fair to say that the European Union has a 4,000 years old history. Interesting it point. Work. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, China still flexes its muscles based on Mao Zedong's uh, principles uh, as uh, if they are provoked. They can spend one million soldiers every day for one year. Like this is three hundred and sixty-five million soldiers. They can spare them. Wow. Yeah, they can't because they had about thirty years ago. They had this one-child policy, right? So back in the day during the Mao era, they could because the weapons weren't as developed as now. Yes, now you can indeed throw. One million every day, they will do damage, 
but the economy of China will collapse within months because it's uh, it's not a well developed country. They they pretend that they are, but they're not. Wow. The whole flexing muscles thing is ridiculous. I told Nick when I called you, uh, have you ever seen a a young man in a gym uh, with a lot of cellies? Yeah, he looks strong, but it's not. It's water. Interesting. And uh, China, as in, in the modern version, and not only in the modern version, in general, they had wars internally, but China never actually had an external war. So they don't have the experience. They have theory. You know, they have a theoretical knowledge on what to do and how to act. If China ever tries something against Taiwan, they will lose badly. Against Iran? Because Taiwan. Oh, Taiwan. Yeah, Taiwan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. No problem. So there isn't isn't a lot of uh, reasons to be worried. Now, I, I have friends in the United States, and they told me that the 90% of the antibiotics are made in China. Mm. And in that regard, the U.S. is a little bit dependable. Uh, yes, but that same production can easily, within a few months, be moved to India. It will be the same quality. It will be even cheaper. Wow. And if you, if you look at the density population of India... Now, this is a country where it's habitable, and they're spread. The two nations basically have about equal population. But where China is pressured from the Gobi Desert, India is not. Of course, India has its own problems, disease, climate, and stuff like that. Every country does, right? But the strength of China was that the whole world was outsourcing there, and now it no longer is. Wow. China tried to, well, not only tried, they succeeded a lot in colonizing Africa. The biggest colonizer in Africa is China. They are controlling all the mines and everything. Uh, yeah, you see, the thing is that uh, they bit a little bit more than they can chew because they are not in a capacity to sustain that because they threw a lot of money, they built a lot of schools, they built a lot of infrastructure. They are obtaining a lot of materials, true. But this is not sustainable. It simply doesn't work like that. You cannot just uh, build a sophisticated machinery and, uh, and expect everything to work smoothly. No, you have to try to send people over there. You have to educate people. And you cannot create an engineer within one generation. This has to go through trial and error, trial and error. I know it sounds harsh. And I know it sounds odd, but this is the way humanity grows, through, tri- through trial and error. Makes sense. And, and it will take a lot of time for them to do that. And they no longer have the resources. Also, keep in mind that China is divided into provinces, and they don't really like each other. Oh, Xi Jinping really? is doing... A, yes. Xi Jinping is doing a nice job of keeping everyone in line. Nice. Mm-hmm. But nobody knows how long this will be. And uh, never trust the communists. Right. <laughs> so that's another, that's another thing. So, yes, China looks great on paper, but it, it's incredibly fragile. So 
I honestly don't believe people should be worried about that. Okay. Interesting, man. So it's no big deal that what Frederick from California said in the first hour, the first call of the day, about, um, I think it was the first call, about Israel selling fighter jets to China or leaking them to China, I think is what he called it. That's no big deal. It's a business. There's no such thing as a big deal or small deal. It's a business. Yeah. Everybody's doing business with China, and China is doing business with everybody. That's how I took it so, as well. Yes. It feels so, like the Chinese are coming over to America and buying up our land with cash. Uh, out from underneath normal Americans, most of us can't afford to buy land in America anymore right now. Um, and shame on us, I guess, for that a little bit. But, uh, yeah, the Chinese are being allowed to buy up our land in America, and they're doing it elsewhere, too, I hear. Buying up houses and properties. If this is true, this is a good thing. Uh, Very, very, if this is true, this is a very smart move from from your government. Because, uh, yes, your government will allow China to buy land over there, but what will stop your government from two years or three years to declare those particular buyers, traders, and uh, dangerous for America, and take everything from them. The same <laughs> thing that happened to the Russian oligarchs in Europe. Well, they we... bought mansions, bought castles. Do, do you know where those castles are now? Back in the hands of the government. Wow. Is it because the Russian mm-hmm. oligarchs bought castles in Europe, are you saying? Did you say? Everywhere. Yes. Europe, Interesting. Everywhere but I don't... Europe. I don't know, man. I don't see, because a lot of these are just normal, either immigrants or whatever. They're not necessarily the government. They're not huge oligarchs necessarily. They're just wealthy Chinese, kind of normal, sort of normal, in it for themselves, maybe, people. I don't know if they're involved with the government, maybe. But I don't see, our government wouldn't, I don't feel like our government would do that. They did that to the Japanese under the communist guy Franklin D. Roosevelt. I'm calling them communists. He he put them into internment camps, but I don't see them doing that again. You might be right, but I don't know. I th- when was the last time, Mr. Hake, when you saw an average communist person from a communist country to go across the ocean and buy a land? It doesn't work like that. You have two options. Option A, you can leave a, your, the country and go to another country, work hard, work all of your life and buy something which in today's economy isn't exactly easy. Yeah. Option B, you're pretending to be this guy, although you're operating with your government's money, oh. which is most of the time, especially in China and Russia. That's how they do it. Well, so, from what I understand, if you'll pardon my interrupting, hold your thought. I want to hear it. Uh, from what I understand, China and Russia and those other communist countries, uh, basically... It, Corruption is rewarded. Being, being a, a conniving businessman is rewarded. And I remember I watched 10 years ago Dinesh D'Souza's movie about Obama's America, 2016 Obama's America. It came out in like 2012 before Obama was reelected. And it said that China, if I remember correctly, I think it was that movie, China became more uh, capitalistic, cap- capitalist, sorry, Lin Yenchen, China became more capitalist, even though they are still communist, whereas America became more communist, meaning like uh, the government meddling too much and stifling businesses 
Whereas China sort of allowed businesses to flourish, even though they are still controlling stuff, China government. It, I don't know if there's uh, truth to that, but it feels like America is hamstringing our businesses because of these climate stuff and uh, unions, minimum wage and other things, hamstringing businesses from operating and thriving, whereas the China has allowed businesses to thrive in some form or other. I don't know you if that's true. Like, for example, I, I understand that uh, China is basically placing the censorship on specific content. Right. But you cannot you cannot export it over there. Right, but that's for now. And what, what will happen in five years, let's say? Well, keep in mind that China, again, huge density, very, very concentrated density. Uh-huh. This is unsustainable. Now, they are in this situation where they are a little bit richer, but when you are a little bit richer, you want to get to get better, right? Now, this cannot happen. Yes, there are a few companies that are controlling the Western world. Yeah. Which, in all fairness, is not ideal, yep. but it's way better than one government controlling all of the companies. Maybe. Because uh, the companies are fighting one another as well. So Somewhat. they're always going to need more and more support from the people. Yeah. Well, a government can easily deflect a riot, a communist government I'm talking about. Right. People will be starving, and people will, won't be happy. Do you have any idea what will happen if 1.4 billion people are unhappy with the government? <laughs> it will be an absolute hell. Yeah. And uh, this is why I told you about India, because now India is the biggest competitor to China, but India was a British colony. They yeah. already have this mentality. They they struggle to learn. They they struggle to work, to fight. Those guys are not to be underestimated. And China is in a pretty tight spot right now because the only friends that China has is uh, are the countries in Africa that are being colonized by the Chinese. <laughs> I've heard about yeah, that. But, yeah, but you know, in in real problems, you need powerful friends. Yeah, and you very well right now in today's age what happens to Russia, which is another superpower. Russia doesn't have any friends at all. This is, uh, we have this uh, joke uh, here in Europe that the biggest country on the planet that doesn't have, that doesn't even have one friend across the border. And even the Nordic Ocean is not friendly to Russia because they threw their uh, nuclear submarines over there. So the waters are poisoned. Even Even the ocean is Doing them harm. Yeah. Uh, so China, of course, it's it's a power. Of course, it's a superpower. Of course, it should be observed. But it's nothing to be worried about because yes, they are powerful, but they're also very vulnerable. Also, keep in mind that let let's take America for example. Since you know, I'm calling your network. If a president doesn't do well, he will be removed. There will be another one. Yeah. And life goes on. Right. There might be a little bit changes. There might be a little bit of an inflation, uh, a conflict here and there. But all in all, life will remain the same. A little bit worse, a little bit better, but all in all, life will remain the same. you have any yeah. idea what happens to a country, especially this massive as China or Russia, when you remove the dictator? It's a civil war. Interesting, man. Yeah. 
So it's it's I would say it's a stalemate, but it isn't because again, uh, Europe and as far as I know, the U.S. they are preparing a lot of investments and a lot of shifting of the outsourcing in India. And China isn't very good at production. China can produce basic stuff. Yeah, they produce a lot of stuff. Lately, the quality has been increased. Yeah, that's fine. That's that's true. But all in all, this quality in today's age can be easily measured up. And India is way more cheaper than China now. Interesting, man. Well, I appreciate the uh, the input on China supposedly growing in power. Maybe not. Thank you, Denny, in Bulgaria. I, I guess not, Mr. Haig. I would like to wish you uh, health, wisdom, all the best. Send regards to your colleagues, and God be with you, sir. I appreciate it, and it would be much needed. Thank you, Denny. Take care. All right. Goodbye, sir. Bye. What a classy man. Somebody said ch- capitalism, JJ, said capitalism and communism is another fake dialect. I don't know what dialect means, but I've heard of like dialectical something, materialism or something like that. And I remember learning about that a little bit. Let me talk a little bit about this. I remember hearing a little bit about how capitalism is used as a stepping stone to communism. And so I call it commie capitalism. I learned that from Bill Lockwood. Uh, He's the host of Patriot Pulpit formerly known as American Liberty with BillLockwood.com. But now he, his podcast is Patriot Pulpit, something like that. Patriotic Pulpit or Patriot Pulpit. A Christian man, a preacher in uh, Wichita Falls, Texas. He's on the Jason Lee Peterson Show last Tuesday of most months, sometimes Wednesday, sometimes different days. And he knows a lot about socialism and communism and Islam, by the way. He says that it's socialism with religious garb. He says that that's what Islam is. Socialism with religious garb or communism, not sure which. He says that communism is socialism at the, at the end of a gun. But yeah, commie capitalism is what I call it. Because uh, these corporations are not in favor of America or Americans. Not the, not the good ones anyway, if there are any good ones. Uh, interesting. Yeah, they're not opposites, I'll tell you that much. Uh, with morality, I think that there's a Christian version of capitalism, but then there's a communist version of capitalism that is pure evil, no morals, no high-trust society, or very little, very limited anyway. Not good. So let me get to uh, William in California on the line about China real quick. William in California, how you doing, man? Hey, good morning, James. How you doing? Doing fine. Thank you. Right on. Right on. Um, I'm glad Denny called in. Um, it's one of my favorite callers. Uh, he's absolutely right. Uh, China is not going to be the most powerful military in the, in the world. That is just not true. I like how they 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 advocate mannishness, manhoodness, masculinity. I mean, mm-hmm. or they're trying to anyway because they had that. Yeah, they have a problem. Well, you know, all of that Chinese-made stuff. We're back at it again. If you notice, we were at that point under Obama. 
And um, none of those things that are made over there are very good. I mean, even the tools, if you use their tools, you know, they'll strip the bolts on everything. They're not exactly fit. <laughs> A lot of those aftermarket uh, um, products, yeah. not that good. All about the Benjamins. They're all about the right. money. So <laughs> Trump comes in, and all of a sudden our products got better. Oh, cool. And our younger people were working. But I don't know where Frederick, probably, Frederick, you need to go back to school. I don't know where you get your information. You lose me completely. I don't. I mean, I just listen to this kid, these test tube babies, and I don't know where they come from with their information, but that's not that hard to figure out. China's not going to be doing anything, and half the stuff that they have don't work. Interesting, man. Yeah, you got this, you got, like, a somewhat stealthy, not even stealth, they got this jet, that just, this stuff doesn't work. <laughs> it does not work. Harbor f- why they would lose? <laughs> because Chinese-made fighter planes don't work because they're flown by Chinese pilots. Oh, that sounds racist, man. I disavow such racism. <laughs> yeah, right. That's and funny, this sounds man. racist, too. <laughs> What's wrong with the blacks? Right. Problems. Man, it seems Big like problems. every race and every nation is going down. Yep. That's because they're falling into all of this uh, this feminine stuff. I mean, men that are allowing women to run their households and everything. That's the Western world, that's for sure. It's crazy. Yeah. You know? The Muslims are not like that, but they're not... No. They don't seem to be doing well either. They ain't doing all that maybe well. The Muslims they'll are, foot, maybe the Muslims are... They'll put their foot on their women's neck, you know. Got one of them, she's trying to return uh-huh. to America after joining ISIS. She's trying to get back in the country. You remember her? Vaguely. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. You know, these women are trying to overthrow... They're trying to do a communist insurrection overthrowing yeah. of Iran. It reminds yeah. me of the anti... It's anti-sexism in Iran. Just reminds mm-hmm. me of anti-racism, which is communism, in South they're Africa. To, now, yeah, yeah. Now, they're actually trying to... Um, we were talking about January 6th, uh-huh. they actually do have an, they actually do have a situation down in Brazil right now. It, what do you call and, it? A situation or an insurrection? A, a pretty pretty bad situation. Yeah. You know, think about us on January 6th, we didn't have the right to tear up anything, but you do have a right to address the government. And yeah. if you look in your first amendment, you'll see it. And right. then you'll stop screaming and hollering about January 6th. Yeah. January 6th was not a terrorist act. It was just stupidity. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all of it was stupidity, but the part that the part that went out of control, that was stupidity for sure. That That's all it was. You know, yeah. there was nothing about terrorism. Right. There wasn't anything about overthrowing the government. Right. And that's why it went nowhere. Yeah. That's, that's, they tried to use that and pin it on Donald Trump yep. to keep him from running. That's what that's all about. Yeah. Now that it is now past December, <laughs> it's over. Yeah. It's not going to be pinned on him. It's over. He's running again. 
We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, William. It's good to hear from you. All right. Take care. Take care. You too. Right. All right. Um, Before I get back to calls, let me read, if I can, this Trump criticism stuff. Some of you guys have your criticisms of our greatest president um, in in my lifetime, besides maybe Reagan. I don't know. Uh, Let's see. Joanna Moe over there on Odyssey said, waiting for the moment when you guys say, well, we knew from the beginning socialism is bad, but we got to unite somehow. And that's referring to, uh, I was addressing people's criticisms that, oh, Trump is for the, Trump is for the vaccine. Trump is for the, the, he's nice to the gays. He's not so subversively nice to the gays, by the way, not like Obama. He doesn't promote it as much as Obama. In fact, he corrected the things because he was listening to the Christians, his administration. Um, and Trump is nice to, too nice to the women and the blacks and letting the blacks out of jail. And yeah, he's for the red flag laws, maybe. But even still, notwithstanding, I, I stand with Trump. Not in those issues, but I stand with him. And Trump is somewhat of a socialist, some might say. Doesn't want people dying in the streets. Um, and I think that's, that's what her criticism is, is that we're starting to give in to all these things. We've been giving in to all these things. Look at all these other rhino Republicans that we've voted for and elected. And all because we can't name the one true cause of, all, cause of it all, the religion of mamas. And I think that's referring to Judaism which does have a name in our current world, and Trump is shilling for it, including its content of LGBTQ++. Oh, maybe she's talking about the bigger religion of the SJW stuff, which is not just uh, Judaism. (laughs) LGBTQ++, abortion, reparations, and censoring. What are you loyal to when being loyal to Trump? Well, you're loyal to Trump, but that doesn't mean you support reparations, which Trump may be for. I don't know. I haven't heard, but some may say that he is for it. Censorship. I don't know where Trump is for censorship. I'm not sure. Abortion. I know that he's for the exceptions. We already knew that. Most Republicans are for the life of the mother and rape and incest. We're not for the rape and incest abortion. You don't kill just because uh, of deformity or depravity or crime. You don't add one crime upon another. Trump is wrong about that. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't support Trump just because he's for the wrong thing with regard to abortion somewhat. Or because he's nice to the gays and would he would let uh, the transgender so-called Bruce Jenner into the wrong bathroom in his Trump Tower. He said that. So he kisses up to those people and he waves the rainbow flag. Uh, what are you support? What are you loyal to when being loyal to Trump? I say turning on Trump is, I don't know, those aren't reasons to turn on Trump because we already knew that. Do you really believe it is impossible for Satan to stage a president looking like an angel for four years to convince you of him? That is why a little distance to any man in the world is good advice, which is JLP's advice. Put a space between yourself and Trump or any man or any woman too, any person. 
That is good advice so that you're free to disagree when needed. And I'm free. I freely disagree with Trump when needed, even when even with the best looking ones. And Trump is one of the best looking ones. But I disagree with him when needed. Where is the good economy now? Asks Geronimo, who is destroyed (laughs) by the uh, commie capitalism. Um, So those are some of her criticisms of of Hake, I think, for supporting Trump still, even even notwithstanding the bad things about him. Uh, And I said about the January Sixers, how they went out of control. They got caught up in their emotions. They brought it on themselves. Some of them are in trouble. And it is unjust what is happening to the January Sixers in in many cases. Some of them, I think, are still in jail. Uh, If the January Sixers brought it on themselves, Trump brought it on himself and anyone, really, who keeps speaking about news not reported by non-Christian reports. Hake, why do you report so little news from reports of those seeking truth, such as Epic Times? I used to report a lot from Epic Times, but commie nonsense is more convenient. (laughs) Would you bring it on yourself if you did? Uh, Maybe so. Yeah, because why would I purposely bring censorship upon myself for no reason, for no good? Would you say that Jesus was bringing it onto himself as well? There's a time to bring it on yourself. But those January Sixers, they did no good except by being victims of injustice. And it is injustice, even though they did bring it on themselves. They showed us how unjust, another example of how unjust the establishment, the lawyers slash liars, the prosecutors, the government, the um, judges, the uh, Congress really is. So there's a time to bring it on yourself as a sacrificial lamb (laughs) to show the world how evil the world is. And Jesus did it for a better reason than that, even. Um, Nice. Thank you, Geronimo. I appreciate it. We appreciate the Trump detractors on the Hake report, even though Hake is for Trump. We appreciate the flat earthers on the Hake report. I have many flat earther... uh, Listeners and viewers, I do. And we love them, if we love anybody. <laughs> Not to compare the Trump detractors to flat earthers. Some of the, they do overlap, though, sometimes. Shout out to the flat earthers. Every beach stream, I talk about the flat earth stuff, because it's obviously a ball. When you go to the beach, you see a horizon, ball. Duh! How else is it a horizon? It, was, it would seemingly just fade out into atmospheric... Thing. It would not be so crisp, I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it's clearly a ball. Duh. Just makes more sense. Uh, fight me, Flat Earthers. We love you, though. Fight in love. <laughs> uh, what else do we love? We love the Jew blamers and the harsh Jew critics, even though we love the Jews. Uh, take a super chat from taking care of business. Hey, look up the video of the Chinese military fitness test and USA soldiers crushing it. The standards for Chinese military is subpar at best. Their strength comes from sheer numbers of soldiers. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. I know that they're trying to be more manly and I appreciate that. We need that here in America. That's my thing. Nice to the gays. 
taking care of businesses. Trump recently said he supports the gays wholeheartedly. That includes schools. What do you mean schools? His words. Yeah, but he took the transgenders out of the military. And he, I think he said that same-sex marriage might be overturned, even though he supports it. Um, I forget what he said. But yeah, he's not so subversive like Obama. He was very subversive. He, brought, he pushed it on the children and all this kinds of stuff. Obama. Trump, I already knew that. We already knew that he was going to be for that because he's a New York liberal. Uh, but anyway. It's interesting how, like, the best president in my lifetime was for so-called same-sex marriage. Hake is a clown, says Mick Slappin. I'm putting the quotes in, on same-sex marriage because it's not a real marriage. It's not. Let me get to Justin in Fullerton, California, on the line. Justin, how are you doing? All right, how are you doing this fine? Doing fine, thank you. You're coming in a little broken, but go ahead. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I was just coming in uh, to tell you that uh, you were you were bringing up something about dialectical, I'm not sure it was responses or theories, and I, I thought that was quite interesting because uh, from uh, New Discourses, I listened to James Lindsay. Are you familiar with, uh, don't be not, with that? Don't uh, be name-dropping stuff, man. The heck? Mm. Well, okay, well, name-dropping is important because I like to cite my sources, and I think no. a lot of times when... <laughs> what was that? I said no. No, okay. Yeah. Well, you you can understand at least about when you brought that up about dialectical. That word, it has its roots in a lot of things that like are today with leftism. And at its purest form, what I deciphered is that the communism and the capitalism terms are at its purest form the same thing. That's why Karl Marx, the progenitor you know, of our modern-day wokeism is about, uh-huh. uh, discussed a lot of that kind of topics, you know, like, and so, like, I, I like to to follow base Christian nationalists, and James Lindsay, yeah, he, he was in my Dude, I, I name drop. I just told more. you not to name yeah. drop. I'm going to go. All right, I'm going to go, too. <laughs> he hung up. He hung up. I didn't even hang up. Justin in Fullerton. And I think that he's referring to this guy named... Uh, conceptual James but I don't know anything about that guy but thanks for your lame call Justin in Fullerton he hung up he hung up I didn't even hang up he didn't even apologize he did it again um and he may be a a good guy I just don't know much about him I've seen that name before and I've heard him referenced uh there was some, somebody said that he did this test of, of, or he did this expose of studies or something like that, found that gender studies, uh, peer-reviewed studies are not real. I remember hearing that name in one of my debates, maybe my recent debate with, uh, yeah, he hung, up, he hung up first. I was halfway bluffing. I just wanted to get him back under control. Um, my debate with, uh, that atheist guy, T-Jump. I think when I debated T-Jump on modern day debate about 
I forget what I debated him on. It was very recent, though. Uh, that basically peer-reviewed papers in the feminism world are fake, are phony. <laughs> Hake getting ticked because caller name-dropped on Hake's 10 viewers, <laughs> says Elijah. Yeah, I know. It's just it's a matter of respect, though. It's common decency, man. I like to cite my sources. You can... Anyway. Anyway. Thank you, man. Thanks for nothing. So, let me get to this story real quick. At the end of this Hake report, nurses, nurses, uh, from New York City hospitals go on strike. Speaking of commie capitalism, communism, anybody who's striking is a communist. <laughs> uh Commie Nonsense Network CNN says about 7,000 nurses in New York City went on strike this morning. And that was a report from today, Monday, January 9th, 2023 AD. After contract negotiations at two major hospitals stalled, tentative deals were reached in recent days covering nurses at seven hospitals. But details have not yet reached, been reached from Mount Sinai Hospital talking in the What is that? Passive voice. They did not reach a deal in Mount Sinai Hospital in Manhattan or Montefiore in the Bronx. The nurse is seeking increased pay as well as promises by management to increase staffing. Understaffed and underpaid. That's what nurses feel like they are. And that's been going on for decades. I know that because I know nurses. Nurses. Sensible female nurses, by the way, I think. Uh, I don't know if they still think that. The nurses are seeking increased pay and increased staffing to address the unions, evil unions, and not that these hospitals are any good either. Um, Complaint of nurses being overworked and facing burnout. And they got rid of some of the best nurses, I think, the manly ones. I know one man who left. I've told this story many times. He called my show. I think his name was Igor or Ivan or something like that. He was Ukrainian, actually. And he came here to America. He was a nurse, a male nurse. You know, men do it better, I think, maybe, for as far as nursing goes. Because they don't break under pressure. But anyway, uh, he was a nurse. But then with the Obama administration, and I don't think it was Obama's fault necessarily, but that was part of that dis- degenerating culture, uh, they brought in forced flu vax, flu shots on all of the staff. And so he left and became a trucker. So all the best men are the truckers now. Forced out. The affected hospitals have developed contingency plans, transferring some patients and paying temporary traveling nurses, scabs, to fill in where possible. What a mess, huh? Terrible. This has been the Hake Report. I got to play another Michael W. Smith song. This is also from that album. I think it's called I2, number two, I. And it might be from 1990. I could be mistaken. I'll put it in. Oh, yeah, I think it is. Or 1988 or something. Uh, This track is entitled Hand of Providence. That's God. Enjoy, guys. And adios, America. Bye.
Remember me. 